Gordon, you can start when, can everybody see my screen? All right. Gordon, you're muted. Unmute. There we are. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Unitarian Church of Edmonton Zoom service. It's lovely to have you with us this morning. My name is Gordon Ritchie, and I'd like to begin by thanking our team this morning, Ruth Marriott, Maria Jenkins, Susan Rattan, Beth Jenkins, and Yvonne Miro. Uh, a few of us, uh, actually, yeah, four of us uh, are the new church services committee, uh, which has just been reformed, and uh, you'll be hearing a little bit more about that team and uh, the work that we'll be doing later on in the service. Today at UCE, we recognize Orange Shirt Day, which is this Wednesday, September 30th. It is a time to pause and reflect on the harm done by Aboriginal children and their culture by the residential school system in Canada. During the month of September, our intern minister, Reverend Leanne Washington, has been using the theme of the Israelites' journey. And since tomorrow is Yom Kippur, the Jewish Day of Atonement, we weave the ideas of atonement and, reconcil and reconciliation through a canvas of worship, Unitarian style. And I would like to invite Yvonne to our opening words. Ah, there we go. The, it's the land acknowledgement first. Um, we acknowledge with respect that we are located on Treaty 6 territory, traditionally a gathering place for many Aboriginal peoples whose lives and cultures have been and still are significantly impacted by the destructive effects of colonialism by settler popula populations. We each individually and collectively through this treaty have a responsibility and a role to play in the rec reconciliation process, participating fully and actively to follow the recommendations of the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. We can tear down barriers between people and begin to build relationships of understanding and respect. The opening words are by Sheila Rogers from a book, Speaking My Truth, Reflections on Reconciliation and Residential School. The longest journey is from the head to the heart. Let us open our hearts 
that we may help carry the pain that Indigenous peoples in Canada have been carrying alone for centuries. The journey from truth to reconciliation begins with hearing the stories and acknowledging our shared history of colonialism, and then to fix and to heal what is broken. Thank you, Yvonne. Channel sliding for Yom Kippur, these words are written by Vanessa Southern. We light our chalice, symbol of our faith, for truth sought through a questioning heart and an attentive mind, and for love pursued through obstacles inside and outside of our human heart, and for forgiveness and all it entails, the place where truth and love meet and merge. And this morning, we light an orange candle, and we have a prayer for Orange Shirt Day, text by Vivian Ketchum. Vibrant God, your creation explodes with the colors of the rainbow. Your peoples reveal the beauty of diversity. We remember today when the joy and dignity of a precious child was destroyed. We lament today for the childhoods lost through the residential school system. We mourn for the spirits crushed and the futures compromised. We celebrate the hope and joy of every child. Tell the stories of resistance that make us stronger build the bonds of solidarity to ensure never again in the name of the one who was child among us. And now a reading from the Canadian Unitarian Council titled Worship. Worship is at the heart of the congregation. What we do on Sundays and whatever else we gather to make meaning of our lives is central to congregational identity. Worship matters. Worship helps us connect with a sense of wonder and mystery, to learn, be challenged, feel deeply connected with those who gather with us. When we worship, we're collectively focusing on the things that matter, on what we believe, on what we know about human longing and fallibility, and on the nature of our relationships. We are focusing on shaping worth. Good worship helps those present to connect with their highest understanding, values, and meaning. Worship may be formal or informal, led by a minister or a lay person, and sometimes we get muddled by the many forms and possibilities it offers. Remember that each of these has a place in the life of a congregation. Each can be appropriate, depending on the goals of a particular worship service. Worship can take innumerable shapes, but good worship encourages everyone, regardless of their age, their role in the congregation, 
to bring care and intention to the service. Ideally, worship seeks to help clarify two things. An individual's great calling, the understanding what unique difference they can make in the world, and the world's great need. We want to help people grow in awareness, clarity, compassion, and leadership. We want people to be the best human beings they can be, which means the best individual, the best parent or family member, the best spouse or partner, the best community member, the best carrier of goodwill into the world. And now we'll talk about what the Church Services Committee does in relation to worship and our role in initiating the first of the lay-led services in the September to June church year of 2021. The Church Services Committee is basically um, a committee to formed to work with the minister to help develop themes and ideas for services and also to be a group that reaches out to the church community and invites people to become involved in the Sunday and other uh, worship services. That congregate involvement can involve such things as being a service leader, a chalice lighter, a reader, musician, or doing music selection for recorded music when we're in the in-person services. It gets a little technically difficult with Zoom services, so that's a more specialized area at this moment. The Church Services Committee, formerly at times known as the Worship Committee, is also a committee that works on finding guest speakers to fill the pulpit on days when the minister is not in the pulpit. And that would be the last Sunday of each uh, month during the regular season. It also uh, falls to the Church Services Committee to find members of the, the congregation who might want to fill that pulpit. We also have a role in coordinating the summer services and the sabbatical services. So it's, uh, it's an honorable role, it's a challenging role, and it's one that is always growing and changing as the congregation does. And our next reading, At One by Victoria Stafford. And I'm just finding my page here. Imagine this. On the days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, every fall, every year, the people make their peace with anyone they have wronged or slighted or injured in any way or in any way neglected in the past 12 months. The task is not to patch things up, smooth things over, reach a compromise, or sweep mistakes and uneasy memories under the rug. The task is not to feel better. The task is ownership. The goal is truth for its own redemptive sake. 
I did this. I said this to you and it was wrong. I neglected this. I botched this. I betrayed you. I demeaned you whether you ever knew it or not. This is the truth in which both of us are living. I ask you to forgive me. Imagine how many deep breaths you would need to take. Imagine how many doors you'd have to knock on, how many phone calls you'd have to make, how many letters, how many lunches and coffees, how many awkward moments with your children and your parents or with strangers, that cashier to whom you spoke so sharply, for example. Awkward is irrelevant. The task is not about comfort. It is about truth, about wholeness, and holiness, restoration. Imagine this, someone has been preparing all year to speak to you, to write to you, to ask you a hard question. Perhaps in some way, not conscious, you have even known this and you have been preparing too. Finally, you answer the door or the phone or open the letter with shaky hands and there it is, what you thought you'd been longing for but really have dreaded, someone is asking, your forgiveness. The task is not about comfort. It is about truth. Awkward is irrelevant. You get to choose now. You have to choose whether and how you will participate in restoration. Abandon the pleasant piety that claims knee-jerk forgiveness as the unquestioned moral course. You get to choose which way will be right in this case between you as persons and with all your gods. What response will make the world more whole? Imagine, something yearns in us to come round right. Something creaky, rusty, heavy, almost calcified within us, tries, in spite of us and of all our fears and self-deceptions, to turn and turn and creak and turn again and come round a little truer. Something in us stretches toward conversion. Imagine healing wholly from within. Thank you, Beth. Our community is entirely self-governing and self-supporting. One of the privileges of our free church tradition is to provide for all of the financial support for our many ministries from among ourselves. Generosity, therefore, is one of the spiritual values we recognize as central to our personal and institutional well-being. In addition to supporting our church community, we also make a monthly commitment beyond our walls. During the month of September, we are sharing our abundance with Camp Firefly. And I know there are opportunities for us to do that, either contacting them directly, or I know, um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, donations can be sent to the church and in the memo, uh, the memo line uh, directed to Camp Firefly, and that those funds will be passed on to them. So we thank you for your continued support, not only for our church, but for Camp Firefly as well. <laughs>
It is our tradition within Unitarian Universalism to take a moment to acknowledge all of the joys, the celebrations, the concerns, the challenges that affect not only our own personal lives, but the lives of those within our own immediate community, global concerns, issues, joys. So down at the bottom of your screen, you'll find a little chat box. And so if you wish at this time, I invite you to uh, write something that may be on your mind, something that has been on your heart. And while these are being typed in, I would like to ask Ruth to read those out so those that are on the phone can hear some of the messages that are being written. I invite you to begin your messages now. And, and Gordon was referring to Ruth Marriott. Just Ruth so Marriott. To Ruth, no. <laughs> Thank you, Ruth Marriott. from Yvonne to all those who are grieving. From Karen Belita, my heart goes out to the person I know that is only 49 years old, but now has had a series of mini strokes due to COVID. From Ruth, uh, Ruth Smith Hill, crisp autumn air and golden leaves crunching underfoot. Maria Jenkins, I've been placed on short-term disability by a grocery store, but haven't received a paycheck in two weeks, and it's too early in the school year for there to be much subbing available. Very frustrating and stressful at this time. From Teresa, concerned for those without jobs and are transitioning to uncertainty about income since CERB is ending. From Donna Hammer, thanks for the beautiful fall colors of today. Today is a clear day, perfect for walking. From Yvonne, for those struggling with being alone. From Lynn Peters, transitions, seasonal and otherwise, sending strength. And so for all those joys, concerns, celebrations, 
that go untyped, unspoken. May we keep them all within our hearts. It is these thoughts that join us together and keep us strong as a community. Our homily today is written by Kathleen Hepler, and it's called Yom Kippur at One Mint. Kathleen writes, we are so fragile. Every human being is fragile. Some less than others when considering their station in life materially or in some other seemingly big life ways. But all can change for anyone in a moment, just around the corner on the day like any other day. It is the time of Yom Kippur in the Jewish tradition, a time for atonement. It is no frivolous play on words to call it a time of at-one-ment. In this time of turning, in this season of changing colors, the religious response is to turn toward that which knows a oneness in life. Now is the time for a profound understanding of our common fragility. Every human being on the planet has this in common. Any safety felt in power or ideals or wealth or things or health are all temporary. No one is exempt. We are all inherently worthy of great potential toward the good. So often, we can rely on the goodness within people to carry the day. We rely so much on the good intentions of others in order to navigate our lives. So often people are good. So often they are more than good, heroic. I cannot fathom their such heroic goodness. But love makes it so. It is the time of at one mint. In this time of turning, in this season of changing colors, as we turn toward oneness, now is the time to affirm that every human being has inherent worth and deep possibility for goodness. It is the time of at one mint. In this time of turning, in this time of changing color, as we yearn to understand what oneness means in this mutilated world, let us say in great humility that we can all be severed from our own goodness. In my opinion, healing begins with humility. The groaning world asks for us to humbly see the whole world with the eyes of compassionate wisdom and daring creativity and seek to walk a loving global path. It is not an easy path, but it humbly holds itself before us because it knows how beautifully fragile humili humility is and how precious and riven with saving goodness. 
in this time of turning, in the beauty of autumn, in this time of at one mint, may we apply the wisdom we have toward world unity. We are needed for the healing. It is the purpose of our birth. Adam Zagajewski writes, praise the wild strawberries, the gray feathers a thrush lost. Praise the tears in every fragile eye that speaks loss and pain and the gentle light that strays and vanishes and returns. May it be so, blessed be. We have a hymn that I would invite you to join in. Um, we have a little bit of the words, but I'm sure many of you will actually remember the words. Let's join in singing hymn number 123, Spirit of Life.
at this time of one month and in orange, orange shirt day spirit this prayer of reconciliation by Ann Barker seems appropriate. We gather with a hunger for reconciliation. We gather because we are hopeful, because we have visions and dreams of a brighter future, that there may be more than vision in this room. These are the wounds that we must heal together. Grief and anger for all that has been lost, guilt or fear in the reliving, pain that is gone without sufficient comfort, mistrust that was earned, that continues burning still. Every injury we may have named and yet still carry, those we haven't, can't, or dare not speak aloud, those we are not ready to make public, those still not recognized, accepted, understood. These are the wounds that seek replacement, not cancellation or denial. Wounds we will tend cautiously, applying the salve of understanding, forming scars that mark our history without disfiguring the future we might share. What is done cannot be undone. What is done next must now be done with care. We gather because we are hopeful, because we have visions and dreams of a brighter future. May the strength of this time together help us to walk forward. May the wisdom of this experience help us to know our path. May we have the courage to return as often as necessary until our way is clear. May we have the perseverance together to see it through. May we cause it to be so.
closing words are by Lynn Cox. Spirit of life and love, known by many names and yet fully known by none, we give thanks for this time and this place of renewal. We give thanks for the ability to begin again after the disaster, after tragedy, after the loss, after meeting the challenge set before us. Grant us the courage to continue onto the journey, the courage to speak up for the well-being of others and ourselves and the planet. May we forgive each other when our courage falls short and may we try again. Grant us hearts to love boldly and embody our faith and our values in living words and deeds. May our hearts be open to embrace humanity, humility, grace, and reconciliation. Grant us the ability to learn and grow, to let the spirit of love and truth work its transformation among us and within us. Grant us the spirit of hospitality, the willingness to sustain a fit dwelling place for the holy that, that resides in all beings. Grant us a sense of being at peace in the world, even as we are in motion. Let us cultivate together the strength to welcome every kind of gift and all matter of ways to be on the journey together. Blessed be. And as we have extinguished our chalice, in the words of Maddie Safantus, we extinguish this flame, but we keep its light in our hearts with its message of love and justice, taking it outside these walls to the world we live in until we are together again. And so let us join in singing together, Carry the Flame. Again, I would like to thank you all so much for being with us this morning, and especially to my fellow members of the Church Services Committee and our first service together. What a treat it was to work together with all of you. I'd like to thank our extra, extra little Zoom uh, personnel, Maria and uh, Ruth Merritt, for being with us. And on that note, uh, we are looking for volunteers to assist with the Zoom services on Sunday mornings. Uh, being not a, a techie kind of person, uh, I've got myself involved. And yes, there's a couple jobs that are very, very easy to do. Uh, we look to have about three volunteers per service. And there's lots of training that's available to you. So please, if you're interested, we would love to have you come aboard the Zoom team, as we're calling it. You can either contact me or you can contact Susan Latan as well. And uh, we'll certainly give you some instruction as well. Look forward to your support. Our next Sunday, we are back up with Reverend Lee Ann uh, for October 4th. Simplicity is the theme for the month. 
and we will explore, explore strategies for inviting simplicity into our lives. And I'm thinking there might be some other announcements to be made at this time. I think. Yes. Um, there you go. So Reverend Leanne will have Tuesday morning open coffee hour. The link is on the website in the calendar. Plus, it's also in the newsletter. Everyone is welcome to attend. You can stop in for a couple minutes or stay for the full hour. That's Tuesday morning from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. And of course, I would encourage everybody to wear an orange shirt on Wednesday. And uh, I'm thinking that we might take a little bit of a short pause, two or three minutes. And uh, we'll join, come back for our little breakout rooms and some conversation. We'll see you shortly, everybody. <laughs>